Yo, yo, we are back. Hanging at the House Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Watt, Vision House Studios. And on today's episode, that's somebody I've been trying to get a hold of for a while now. She is an audio legend, uh, social media royalty, dope chick with the Beats Emmy Award winning audio guru, Alexandria Perryman. What's up, man? Nothing at all. Just hanging out uh, right now. Take took a little hiatus from the podcast to get some other stuff done, and now we back at it. Yeah. So you've had an interesting year. It has definitely been interesting. I think that's the word for it, yeah. <laughs> so for those that don't know, she has conquered a lot of different things in life. At the age of 26? 26, yeah. When's your birthday? May 24th. Okay, hey. Gemini Squad. All right. (laughs) (laughs) You just made that. My wife is uh, right before yours on the 20th. Oh, nice. So you had space. You've been having space for the longest with NASA. You got the social media thing. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about having fun with social media. We can get into the other stuff. But Full Sail was your launch pad, quote unquote, well, before then, because I didn't know you played saxophone. Right, yeah. So I, I was in band um, from, like, fifth grade all the way to graduating through high school. Band was a big part of my life. I, I call it our family's rite of passage. Everybody was in band at one point. Where they, I was the only one who finished all the way through. But, yeah, all of us played some type of instrument. Word. So how many instruments do you play? So... I play saxophone. I'm classically trained in saxophone, and I picked up piano along the way through like YouTube videos and just understanding how to read music. It was easier for me to play piano after learning how to play saxophone. Oh, okay, okay, I got that. So the saxophone, because I asked Nontronics the same thing. If we hear saxophone on your beats, are you playing saxophone or are you just that good at MIDI? that we think you're playing? Uh, it, it, it's more of a MIDI thing. I don't own a saxophone anymore because, the, the, you know, growing up, I first started playing the alto saxophone. And then as I got older and into high school, I started playing tenor saxophone. And those things run for about like six or seven grand on the cheaper side. So I, I don't own one of them because I don't play them all the time. But, I, you know, I, I try to... I'm going to get a MIDI sax. I try to get one that sounds as natural as I can. And since I know how that instrument's supposed to sound, it's a lot easier for me to, to add it into my music. Oh, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I definitely uh, agree with that when you understand the inner workings of how you would play something. You can, if the VST or plug-in would have all of the articulations that you would use, you know in your mind where you would put them at. So... That's dope. Right. So you've been getting a lot of interviews this year. You've been just all over the place. I, I'm i a huge fan of your TikTok videos. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, like we talk, you know, from yesterday, it's like you look like you're having so much fun. Dude, I, I be having a blast on TikTok. It's just another way for me to get my silliness out. I mean, with the quarantine which is when I started my TikTok page is because of the quarantine. I couldn't go out and be with my friends, you know? And so I was like, well, I got to let this goofy energy go somewhere. So I just created a TikTok and it, it kind of stuck. 
Yeah, I mean, I say from uh, you first figuring out how to do your videos to where you was dropping the phone and it'd flip and take you to an alternate universe. And he was like, I think I kind of got this TikTok thing down. I was like, okay. And yeah. <laughs> next thing I know, that was I look for those notifications because it's always something to to brighten up my day. To to you know give something out from that and then just running with it. How do you feel like that? That you have a full time career with NASA doing audio, right? Anything, everything. You have a ton of interviews talking about that, but TikTok and social media. How do you feel like that is your job now? You know, because I think what it is is that NASA is so you know it's it's a culture where it's very business like and it's it's very professional. And even though in my group of people that I work with on a day-to-day basis, we're all creatives, we still have to turn down our creativeness when we're speaking with others, right? And so when I hop on, you know, TikTok, I don't have to turn down anything. In fact, they want you to amp it up, you know? And if I'm talking about space stuff on TikTok, that's where I get to mix in both my worlds. Like, I'm saying this incredibly awesome facts about space and about NASA, but then I'm saying it in my own way. I'm not having to use NASA's messaging. I'm using my own way of being able to reach out to the public to still, in a way, I'm still working for NASA when I'm creating those types of TikToks because I'm spreading the message. Yeah, no doubt. The the message of education and science, science is just cool in general. I think for most creatives, we dig some type of science no matter what it is, especially after you start mastering the craft. Right. So let's talk about Beats, your weapon of choice. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I use uh, my, my DAW, I use this Logic, and my baby over here is my Akai MPK Mini. I love this little thing. It gets the job done. You got the OG? Yeah, the OG. Okay, okay. You seen the Mark III just came out. I've seen it, and you know what? That's something... You know, when I get a, a, a bigger spot, I'm getting ready to move soon. So when I get a bigger spot, I'll be able to, to up my game a little bit. But for right now, in the spot, the place that I'm in, this MK MPK Mini is, is perfect for what I need. Oh, yeah. Get the job done. Especially you could be mobile doing it. Exactly. You know, I could pop this thing in my backpack and be on the go. Yeah, easily. I, I got one similar to it. I got the uh, M32. Oh, nice, nice. I just needed a few more keys. The twenty, I got a 25. Of course, Full sale gives everybody a 25 key. But I needed a few more hey, keys. you guys got lucky. I didn't get one of those at Full sale. Our lunchbox was a little bit different. Yeah. I, I, I did. So at the time, they had an associate's program called Recording Engineering that was through the Recording Arts program. Mm-hmm. And so we got everything that the Recording Arts campus students got, which was, you know, the mic, the preamp, the laptop, and and that that was in Pro Tools and Logic as you got on. But yeah, that was it. We didn't, we didn't get any uh any MIDI keyboards. Oh uh, yeah, so I'm a little I'm a little jealous. <laughs> I'll send it to you. <laughs> My kids are using it now. Like, but it's okay as far as Logic, right? So you got the latest update to it. I do. Yeah. And what makes you go back? Because I'm pretty sure at this point you have a lot of stuff at your disposal. What makes you go back to Logic for your personal projects? I, I think it's a it's a comfortability thing. I mean, I use Pro Tools all the time at work, and I still use it sometimes at home as well. But Logic is how I first learned how to, to create music on my own, like just sitting inside my apartment when I um, lived in Orlando. And I would just 
learns on logic how to create different music. And I think that it's that that comfort level. You know, I'm pretty sure I could pick up the other DAWs, but logic is what I learned on. So logic is what I'm most comfortable with creating on. I don't have to sit down and focus and figure out how I'm going to create something. I can just pop open logic and I know where everything is at. And I know how to do everything that I want to do in there. So it's, it's just a, a comfort level. I like to ask that question to producers because... It's like uh, we had yeah. a discussion about Pro Tools being the, you know, standard. But as far as production goes, it's not nobody really cares as long as the project sounds good, as long as the end exactly. product sounds wonderful. At the end of the day, that's what non-audio people care about over, you know, what we're using to get the job done. Right. And so how is the transition from, because I heard you talking about before, as well that you're doing more music for YouTubers. You're doing more music for content creators. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so, like, I have this terrible habit that I know a lot of producers do where we're, like, creating a song or something, and we get, like, a minute and 30 seconds in, and we just, like, I don't know what else to add. It's not long enough for it to be a complete song. I don't know what else to add, or I have another idea for something completely different, and I don't want to forget it, so I just close out of that project and open up something else. I have, like, over, like, two to 300 unfinished pieces of music, and they're just sitting there, and I try to open back up, but, you know, you can, it's hard for you to tap back into that same energy that you had whenever you first started creating it. So I was like, I I can't just let these just sit here, so I had a couple of friends who had YouTube channels, and they were just like, hey, you got some music? And I was like, yeah, I mean, I have a bunch of stuff that no one's actually heard because they're not finished. So like, how long is this? Like, you know, about a minute and a half, a minute, 40 seconds. So I was like, oh, great. I only need 20 seconds of it. I was like, oh, this is this is perfect then. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's, that's how I got it started. And it picked up after that. Now, you using your own music for TikTok? No. So I use the, uh, it, it depends. I use, some of the uh, music that's already on there because it's popular and that's what gets the views, right? Every once in a while, I'll throw up, you know, kind of, I call it my heat check when I created something recently and I, I kind of want to get a feel for how people are feeling it. I'll post up like a 30 second clip of what I've worked on. And then um, since now I'm a YouTube, uh, TikTok partner, I use their promo music that they have for those types of videos. And so, and that's how it, it gets counted towards my partnership with TikTok. So, it just depends on what type of video it's going to be, whether I use the promo music or my own music or music that's there so I can get a good buzz or follow a trend. Hey, for the TikTok partnership. TikTok yeah. partnership is a big deal. That that shows the hard work. Having fun can pay off. And it, it happened quick, too, man. It happened quick. I mean, I started my TikTok channel in April, and I, and I got put on as a partner in July. Wow. So it, it happened real quick. <laughs> so what would you attribute that to? Uh, in, in what way? What do you mean? Like, what would you attribute the speediness of getting that partnership to? Would it be your like your consistency? Because I can tell you're consistent. Yeah, you know, I think honestly, it was just this whole consistent thing. I mean, like when I first got on TikTok, my first like ten videos probably had maybe six or seven views. And then I did this one video that Missy Elliott actually liked on it. And I created a reaction video to the fact that no one else liked this video that I made except for Missy Elliott. 
And then that video right there blew up to like 80,000 views, right? So that came in with like, you know, five or 600 followers. So now I'm sitting at like 700 followers. I was like, yo, this is awesome. And then I just started making TikTok constantly after that. I keep following up on that buzz. And every once in a while, I'll hit a video that gets like 100,000 views. Or uh, one that I did back in May has like 2 million views right now. And when you start getting those types of videos, then that's where the followers come. And whenever you get a bunch of followers, you know that if you don't get on that main page that everybody wants to be on on TikTok, the For You page, then if you have a lot of followers, that'll carry you over. And if they're commenting on it, if they're sharing your video, then that'll boost you up on the For You page where people who are not following you can see your stuff as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that works synonymously across a couple different platforms. Yeah. But I found TikTok to be kind of unique um, as far as the energy that's exhibited on TikTok reminds me of like I was saying with Twitch because I'm on Twitch. Is that that positive yeah. energy or that good energy versus the other stuff on the other platforms can kind of drag it in a different direction. So that pays off as well, just to maintain that good energy of having fun. Exactly. So next uh, segue, what do you got that you could talk about, at least, coming up as far as, like, music projects? Because I'm a fan of your music, and being so young, I'm like, yeah. So you you definitely have the moniker of Dope Chick Beats. Like, no no stigma, no nothing. It's just like, she just dope because she dope. Don't read no further into it than just that. <laughs> nah, so uh, coming up, music-wise, personally, um, I've been working on this latest project of mine for about, since the beginning of the year, and I have to, like, push it, put it on the back burner because of, you know, NASA work picking up so much. I, I don't have the energy at home to do that. And then now I'm doing the TikTok partnerships. So I want to make sure I fulfill my commitment with them as well, but Hopefully by next year, I have this project idea that I've been using, incorporating real space sounds into music, original music. So I've been using real planetary sounds, real uh, NASA audio sounds, and incorporating that into my music. And even naming it after some of the stuff that is NASA-related. Like I have one track that's called Microgravity, another one that's called Cosmic Radiation, and things like that. And so my end goal of that is to use real NASA uh, 4K footage of the solar system and different planets and the moon and have the, that music be a background. So it'd be like an entire experience where you're listening to my music and look, looking at this beautiful visual. And I want to be able to combine those two together um, and like a, a time-lapse video of some sorts, but using real NASA footage, using my own music that is incorporating actual NASA uh, space sounds. That's probably one of the dopest things I've ever heard, like, in life. I can't wait yeah. to, to get a hold of that. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a real cool project once I'm able to, to, to get it done. Oh, absolutely. Just the concept in general is like, you, we know that you have the assets to get it done. So it's not like you making it up. So that's that's super dope. Yeah. So what? Uh, let's move it to, I like to do different segments to where we giving out good information for people that's trying to come up, especially like the students that are coming out of full sale, right? Because a lot of them um, get guidance from the school, but they don't have a clear cut 
idea of where they can go with the tools they've been given. So what would you give, advice would you give to students that are getting ready to come out of school or just got out of school and they're looking for opportunities? What advice would you give in this landscape of you navigating like, you navigating this like a fish in water? <laughs> and right. It's amazing to watch. And I'm very proud and thankful to have you on the show. And then just know you in general. It's like Dave kept, Dave Rosario, shout out to Dave Rosario. Yeah. Talked about you all the time to me ever since we met some time back. And he's like, man, you got to meet her, man. Yeah, so the, the best advice that I, I can give to, to students that, that's, getting ready to graduate or that's that's fresh out is be completely open to different opportunities um and i always say that your first opportunity may not be exactly what you want but use that as a stepping stool and know in your mind when it's time to move on to the next step you have to keep yourself grounded um and and, and have your goal is clear you know so like my, my main goal was to find something that I love to do every single day that keeps me on my toes. That's something that I'm not going to get bored doing, right? And so, you know, I started working out in a music studio. That wasn't really my thing. I was getting bored constantly. I like to move around. I like to meet different people. I like the rush of life. So then I started working as an AV tech. And so I, I love that moving around aspect, meeting different people, but I wasn't mixing. And then I moved over to NASA. And now I'm getting everything that I need. So having that clear understanding of what you want and knowing that it's okay that at a different time in your life, that may not be something you want anymore. Cool. Move on. Go to something else. But, it, you know, it's not like this huge rush that you have to do it. You're not in a race with anybody else. It's, it's literally your life. So if you're happy doing this one thing and then you find out later you're not happy doing it anymore, move on to something else that makes you happy, but still keep in mind what your end goal is. And then that way they'll keep you on track. That is the best advice that I can give to someone is just keep your options open, stay focused on what your goal is and use every step that you have as a stepping stone into the right direction that you want to go. That's amazing information. That's like, that's super old people wisdom. And that's just amazing coming from somebody of your age and your stature uh, maintains that like an old soul to say, look, you know, get a focus and don't let anything deter you from that. It should, it should be admirable. It's, it's something that is hard to come by and see in this day and age. So I, I would hope that to anybody listening to the show would take that to heart, that she really means that that she stands by and his proof is in the pudding. Yep. Yep. So the next segment of the show while we moving on is what are we doing for summertime snacks and food? You down there in the South. I know y'all always cooking up something. I, I'd be so jealous sometimes. <laughs> so what's your, what's your go-to, what's your go-to snack for when you at NASA working those long hours? Oh, man. Those long hours. It, it's so funny. I've, like, picked up this habit of eating hummus at, like, some of the weirdest times throughout the day. I don't know what it is about it, but that is just my thing. Like, I, it could be, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm in the middle of a show, and, you know, I don't have to actively mix. I'm just monitoring my mix that's going on. And, yep, 
you turn around and you look at me, I'm probably over there eating hummus and drinking Red Bull. That's that's my thing. It's hummus, Red Bull, and gum. <laughs> the hummus is popping down south when you work in overtime. Yeah, that hummus is there. That's what's up. That's my go-to lately has been gummy bears or cashews, and I don't. Oh man, no explanation. Just that's what when I've been editing, you know, the podcast because you edit, you fully run the podcast over there, correct? Yes, I record, edit, mix, all of that. Um, I do everything except for host. I sometimes pick what um, what uh, we're going to be talking about that day, so. So I, I work with the co-host on that, but I, I, don't, I don't host, but I do record and edit the podcast episodes. So would you recommend when I'm editing podcasts that I get some hummus? Hey, man. Yeah, get you some hummus. Or even if you don't have hummus, you know, Red Bull is great, okay? If Full Fellows taught me anything, <laughs> Red Bull is a lifesaver, right? Red Bull, you get it done. Shout you out to Red, Red Bull. Bull, you get it done. <laughs> get <you> wings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I needed to find something else because the Mountain Dew wasn't doing it no more. Yeah, after a while, Coke wasn't doing it for me either. I needed that Red Bull. I needed that punch, you know? <laughs> yeah. Hey, by the way, to any of the sponsors that could sponsor us for shouting y'all out for what we do, we're gladly taking donations and gear if you have it and free Red Bull if you have it. Yes. Please feel free to send that to either one of us. <laughs> as far as the, the podcast goes, what's your favorite part? of doing podcasting you know honestly i want to say it's it's the recording aspect right because i the way we record our podcast well it's a little different now because we're trying to maintain social distancing but the way we do it normally is that we'll have the guests and 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 the hosts inside the studio sitting across from each other at the table and i'm sitting on the other side of the table and these are like some, you know, the guests we have in here are like astronauts, scientists, engineers, some of the brightest minds in the world. And I get to sit there and listen to them casually talk about what they do. And, you know, I'm, I'm a big history and science geek. And so I, I love listening to that stuff. Like I love hearing stories, you know, whenever we had the um, Apollo 13 astronauts actually on the podcast for, for their anniversary and listening to their stories about how they navigated through that, you know, that issue of where they had to use the, you know, that saying, Houston, we have a problem. Like, actually listening to the guy who said that right. <laughs> talk about what was going on in his head, I was like, this is crazy. It's like I stepped into a time capsule, and it was, it was amazing. So the recording process is always the most fun for me. Yeah, yeah, I love the recording process of, of mine, too. I'm nowhere near your caliber, but I like what I do. I like to have fun with what I do. And actually, yeah. I wasn't planning on doing it. I just wanted to produce other people's podcasts, but didn't turn out like that. So here we are. Yeah, man. How do you like editing podcasts? It, it is interesting, you know? So, like, I'm so used to, like, producing or even, you know, I, I used to dabble in, in mixing music. It was so interesting trying to do dialogue. And, and trying to figure out, okay, hey, you can't mix this like you would mix a song or like you would mix beats, you know, you gotta, the dialogue needs to push through. And throughout, like, our normal um, episodes, when it's down to the, the um, actual, like, we'll do an intro and then they'll have the intro music and then we'll go into the actual meat of the podcast where they're, they're talking back and forth. There's no music underlying in that. 
Right. So I'm literally having to give you super clean radio quality audio. And that was something I'm not used to like doing. Cause like even an audio post for videos, you can kind of hide, like, you know, you couldn't necessarily get that humming noise out of your audio mix. Oh, you can yeah. just break up the music a little bit. You kind of hide it. It'll be all right. No one outside of real audio people would really notice anyway, but you'll get exposed in a podcast. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's a different animal over here. It's like, and it's yeah. challenging too because you have the tolerance is so low when it comes to perfection or close to it. Because if we chase perfection, nothing will ever be released. Right. That's just you know what it is. Are you looking to do a podcast of your own eventually? Yeah, I don't know. I talked about it with, with some of my my friends uh, that I actually went to full sale with. The- Three of us had all talked about, you know, doing a podcast together. But it's interesting because one lives in Vegas, one lives in Florida, and I live in Houston. So trying to figure out the maintain our time zones and our crazy busy schedules, you know, we we may not be able to do it as regularly as we as you know I think that we would need to do it in order to build an audience. Because um, the podcast I do at NASA is a weekly podcast, so. I, trying to figure out how to do a podcast of my own within my schedule and who's going to edit it. We're all three audio people who's going to record it. You, you see what I'm saying? So right, right. like th- those things are, are a little bit challenging. What What is our topics going to be about? Um, because I do have to be particular on subjects that I want to talk about. Now I'm free to say whatever I want to say, but I know me when I get around my girls you know, and we're like drinking wine as we're talking. I don't want to go like turn into, you know, have our podcast turn into like one of our FaceTime calls, you know, <laughs> where everything <laughs> is free game and I'm going to have to be editing that out. So, yeah, I'm ha- having to learn how to censor myself for, for things like that. <laughs> well, you're always welcome here at Hanging at the House podcast. Yeah. To, to do any of that. And it's, I think it would be cool to have a bunch of audio people that kind of rotated those things to be able to learn off of each other and feed from each other, especially in this distance, you know, interacting that we have. I think my podcast definitely took off because of quarantine. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people is picking up podcasts now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was doing it before, but it was like everybody that was local. And then what do I do when I don't have anybody that can be local? So that's been fun doing that. And... The last segment of the show, getting ready to pull up on 30 minutes here, which has been awesome and fun, nice and casual. Um, This is the conversation I wanted to have with you because I think a lot of people get tied up into what we do, and I want to show who we are. You know, we can be all the technical things you can think of, or and or we can still be cool and chill and the best parts of life with each other and still be able to be technical at the same time. You don't have to have one or the other. Right. And I found you to be one of those people that was just like super humble, super cool and super talented at the same time. So this segment of the show called say it to my face, you know, the normal connotation of say it to my face where we flip it upside down and it turns into you're reaching out and speaking to somebody you haven't talked to in a long time. And you're saying, hey, I miss you. I ain't talked to you in a long time. Uh, we need to catch up. And I'm saying it to your face. So, Miss Perryman okay. on Hanging at the House podcast, who are you going to pick 
to say it to their face? Hmm. That's a good question right there. There's so many people, like, you know, especially this quarantine, I feel like I haven't seen anybody, you know? Uh, But uh, I guess it would, yeah, I I think I I would actually do it to my uh, junior high band director, the, the, the one who forced me into playing tenor saxophone. I would like to say to her face, hey, you are incredibly instrumental in in making me focus. Like she taught me how perfect posture. She taught me how to control my breathing. The earliest things that you can learn about reading music and music theory, you know, those are things that I still use day to day. And that, her, she impacted my life. So I just want to let her know, Miss Pritchard, I miss you. My nephew will be in your your band next year, and I'm super excited about it. So um, I really can't wait to see you again. <laughs> all right. Shout out to all the band teachers in the world. We need more of y'all Yeah, uh, doing good things for all of us and creating amazing individuals, <laughs> giving us the the support we need to say, yeah, we could do this. We just need the tools to do it. So, right. And... How do they get at you on social media? So on Twitter, Instagram, I am at Dope Chick Beats, all one word spelled correctly with an S. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got to spell it that one way. Exactly. And then on um, on TikTok, I am at Astroverse, A S T R O V E R S E double O seven. Oh, got that. Because I had to throw that in there. Somebody else had the other name. Uh, I was wondering why you did that, but I thought it was a reference to just because. No, it's because I typed an Astroverse and somebody had that name. I was like, how is that possible? Like, I just created that name, but okay. All right. (laughs) But it's TikTok. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's TikTok. Uh, You got any shout-outs you want to do to anybody else besides the band teachers? Uh, Shout-out to to my full cell Pete, my Hall of Fame buddies, Demo, Leslie. The squad and uh yeah yeah shout out to all my full self friends and family I miss you guys can't wait to get back to Orlando yeah yeah me too shout out to all the full self family let's get it popping this has been an episode of Hanging at the House podcast with the one and only Alexandria Perryman the Emmy Award winning audio legend social media royalty dope chick with the beats y'all need to get at her and pay her for her beats ain't no free beats over here so let's get that out the way to all the content creators out there we love y'all thank y'all for doing what y'all do we're honored to be in the circle of people that we're in and we're gonna end that with peace